Hey, what's going on, Purpose Claremont? We got five minutes, and so today we are in Psalm 22. This was from last week's uh, Bible reading. There's a day on last week that we looked at this, and I thought, what a powerful, what a powerful passage. Um, and it, here's what's weird about Psalm 22. I, I usually just stop at verse one uh, because every time I'm preaching the gospel message, when I'm trying to, when I go to a camp or a church, or um, I'm trying to explain the fullness of the gospel, going from Genesis to all the way to Revelation, and we talk about Jesus on the cross. He starts off with verse one in Psalm 22, and he says, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" This is my conviction that Jesus was experiencing the full and complete wrath of God at that moment when he cried that out. It's the only time in the gospel accounts of Jesus when he's praying to God where he actually calls him God. It's the only time I've seen it. Seems like every every other time he speaks to God, he speaks to him as Father. But here he speaks to him, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then when you read the rest of Psalm 22, there are so many parts in there that talk about what Jesus would go through. And this is hundreds of years before he showed up. But when you start thinking about, okay, but David's writing this, I don't think he has in mind or or seen the things that Jesus would go through, thinking messianic prophecies. I think he's just going through life. And so I want to encourage you with this, that maybe you're at that point. Um, there, There's this thing that happens in us that if we're not on a mountaintop experience all the time, we're not feeling God, that we think that something's always wrong. Um, or that there's times where you just feel like you're in a desert, like you're in a wilderness. And God kind of seems like he's distant. But friends, that's part of the journey. And I know it's hard. It's difficult because you wonder, where, where are you, God? But isn't it encouraging to know that David, a man after God's own heart, and God gave him that title. He said, this is a man who's after my own heart, had these times where he experienced the same thing that we experienced. So let me go. I think it's just verses one through five. Let me read through it. Just kind of stop through and talk through a couple things for the next three minutes. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? See, he feels distant and he feels like God's not coming through. And it seems like there's no way he's going to come through anytime soon. Maybe you're there. Maybe you've been going through something that's really difficult. It's been a long time and you're wondering, God, why haven't you fixed this right now? Guys, I think it's a natural, normal question for us to go, God, how come what, How come it's not happening now? To feel even at times frustration, but then we come back to who he is. And if we come back to knowing that he's great and he's good, we want his kingdom to come, his will to be done, we submit to him and say, okay, God, I don't understand it, but I submit to you, but I need your help. And that's a key to it. We ask for the help of God. But it doesn't mean that we can't be honest in the process. I feel like the book of Psalms, I read this a couple weeks ago in a different book, that this, the book of Psalms and all the Psalms remind us that we can be completely raw and honest before God. With everything that we're thinking or feeling, we don't have to hold anything back. We can be completely honest. So he goes on, he says, he goes on to say, oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. And then he says, yet that one word changes everything. So this is how he's saying, this is how I'm feeling yet, even though this is where I'm at yet. And friends, we got to come back to that point. We can't just live in the land of frustration and anger and, 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 um, frustration with God because it just seems like he's so far off. We can be honest in that, but we come back to what it is that God is or who he is and what he's done, what we know about him. So he says, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. So he's remembering how God has been faithful to those who's, who've come before him. Uh, in you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them every time God came through. 
They may have felt the exact same way that David felt in the first couple verses of his psalm, but then he can look back and go, but you've been faithful. You've brought all of those who've gone before us, who've walked with you through their stuff. Then he goes on, to you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. Do you see the words that are repeated? This idea of trusted. They trusted in you, they trusted in you, and you came through. They trusted in you, and you came through. And so here's how we apply it for ourselves. We are honest and raw before God, yet we come back to who God is, right? We come back to who he is, and then we come back to what it is that he's done in the past, how God has been faithful. And so since those who have gone before us, according to Roman, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, that there's a whole cloud of witnesses who've gone before us, we look at their life. They, they entrusted themselves to God, and God came through. They entrusted themselves to God, and God came through, and now it's our turn. We do the same thing so that the generation after us, the followers of Jesus can look back at us and say, hey, they trusted in God and they, and they and God came through. Guys, love you more than you know. Happy five minutes. Have a great week. We'll see you.